Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm back talking about The Last of Us Part 2. I already completely reviewed The Last of Us Part 2 in a a spoiler-free episode two episodes ago, and now I'm back to talk spoilers. It's time to just dive into all the meat and potatoes of the story and everything that happened with The Last of Us Part 2. So just be forewarned, from this point forward in this episode's spoilers are free reign in this episode of the podcast. So, spoiler warning for The Last of Us Part 2. It's interesting stuff. So I'm just kind of going to go through the game here and hit on a, a bunch of points that I wanted to talk about, a bunch of points that I, I wanted to bring up here. Uh, I, I'm i not going to go through every story beat. I did think about, like, I, I'm thinking about replaying this game, and it's like, okay, if I replay the game, maybe I will you know, take more notes as I play and stuff and do a, a like a way more detailed kind of spoiler breakdown on this, uh, on this game, you know, but that, that's something for the future, potentially, maybe, maybe not, honestly. Uh, so don't, don't count on that unless you want to hear that. If you want really want to hear that, shoot me an email, he podcast at gmail.com and let me know. But I'm just going to go through, hit some of the big points that I want to talk about here. So the game opens with Joel telling Tommy about the ending of the last game. And so, you know, he's there. He, the, the opening shot is, you know, his his guitar. He's cleaning up the guitar that ultimately he's going to give to Ellie in a, a little bit in the future in the game. And then he's, he's telling Tommy, who Tommy, you know, is Joel, Joel's brother, telling Tommy about what happened in the last game where he's like, you know what, they... They were going to do the surgery on her. I figured out, oh, this surgery is going to end up killing Ellie. And so, you know, I did what I had to do to stop them from killing Ellie. You know, I I went in and I I saved her and took her out. Uh, Which is something... I already talked about this in, I think, my Last of Us review eight years ago, seven years ago, however long that was ago. Uh, but I actually agree with Joel's decision there at the end. I do not think the ends justify the means. So I do not think the murder of an innocent girl is worth a cure for the human race, honestly. So, I mean, I actually, I actually agree with Joel's decision to, uh, rescue Ellie from the fireflies at the end, but that is a controversial decision, uh, amongst people who played it to say the least. And it's one that in this game is primarily viewed as a, uh, bad decision from some of the characters here. Not Tommy necessarily. Tommy's like, well, geez. And he's just like, uh, Okay, well, I, I, I can take this, you know, I can take this secret to my grave if I have to. And, and, and Joel's like, thank you and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it, it honestly, from that conversation, it sounded like Ellie didn't know. It sounded like he hadn't told Ellie, uh, which I whenever I do replay this, I want to pay a little more attention to that scene and see if if he ever says anything that would explicitly make me think that he did not tell Ellie already. I I got the impression from that scene that he didn't, but it's revealed later on in the game that he had already told Ellie 
about that. You know, he had already told Ellie uh, about what happened there. You know, maybe he just didn't tell Tommy that so Tommy wouldn't talk to Ellie about it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to rewatch that scene and uh, and see what I think of it again there. But then the game opens, the first gameplay here. But by, by the way, that that's just it's a really kind of a strong opening, a powerful opening that simultaneously uh, kind of recaps what happened in the last game and really kind of sets up what a large emphasis of this game is going to be, uh, which is, you know, Ellie coming to terms to a certain extent with Joel, uh, with what Joel did and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, you, you see, uh, Tommy's reaction, you see, uh, you know, you see Joel carrying this, this heavy burden of, of what he's done and he, he says he would do it again, but it's like you can tell that he didn't necessarily like, you know, that he had to do that, right? Because it's this really kind of hard, terrible thing, you know? And then you you play as Joel. You you walk out of the, the, the house that they're in, and you get on your horse, and now you're playing as Joel. You're riding back to uh, Tommy's town there. It has a name that I am forgetting. But you ride back to Tommy's town, and so... Just right off the bat, you start and you're playing as Joel, which I thought was interesting because, you know, definitely from what we've seen in this game, the, the primary uh, person you play as is Ellie. But what they're doing here is Joel is kind of the Sarah of this game, whom Sarah is Joel's daughter in the first game, where you briefly play as Sarah in the first Last of Us game, and then she goes off she dies, and that's kind of what propels uh, Joel into the state of mind that he is in in that first Last of Us game. Now, here we are with Joel. You play as Joel, he goes off, he dies, and that propels Ellie into the mindset that, that she is in for the entirety of this game. And that... It's, it's really interesting, I guess, to see that working again kind of in that way with that character. But unlike with Sarah, Sarah, uh, one of the big reasons they did that, I think, is that uh, is, is an extra way to connect you with that character. You playing as that character automatically kind of connects you with that character a little bit more. And then you go and you read the little card from him. You, you know, do all these little different things with that character to kind of connect you to that character as much as possible in the short span that you play as that character and the short span that that character actually lives in that game. With Joel, you've already played an entire game with him before. You, if you're going into this already a fan of the first one, you are already uh, attached to that character. You already are engaged in that character, but still, it's kind of nice to play as Joel at the beginning of the game because you actually play as Joel a little bit in the game, which is again, it's that's that's kind of nice. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, he doesn't go and no, immediately die. But uh, then, before you go and play as Ellie, do you play as Ellie first? No, I think it's before you even go and play as Ellie at all. I could be mistaken on that. But uh, then you play as just this totally random girl. Abby and it's like here's Abby walking in and it's like hey look there's like a town over there or something what's going on oh let's come on friends let's go over here and then hey friend let's talk a little bit and it's like who 
is this person? Why am I playing as this person? I have no idea who she is. It's just totally random and weird. And it's like, okay, weird. Uh, <laughs> and then you're playing as Abby. You kind of get in a situation. Boom. Joel and Tommy are there. They save you. And you run off with them. And, you know, you kind of have a, a little kind of adventure with them running away from clickers. And you and Tommy, or you and Joel have to fight off a bunch of clickers and, and, and zombies and everything. As uh, Tommy's, you know, getting something, getting a, a cart kind of thing in the... In the right spot so you can climb up and at the at the building and all that kind of stuff. But the whole time, I'm just going... I, like, I really enjoyed seeing Tommy and, and Joel in action. But the whole time, I'm still going, who is, who is Abby? Who is this character? I don't know what she has to do with anything yet because she just comes in completely unexplained. Uh, and then she kills Joel. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's who Abby is. That's who this character that you're playing as is. She goes in, she kills Joel, and is like, oh my goodness. And you still you still know almost nothing about this character. I find it interesting that you actually played as this character before, considering certain things that happen later in the game, you know. But, but before that, you know, you see them, they start like beating up on them or whatever, and then you go back and then you start playing as Ellie. Then you, uh, you wake up in her like cabin house kind of thing and you see, hey, look, she has a PlayStation 3 with Uncharted and Jack and Daxter on it, which is the games that Naughty Dog made before this game. So that's pretty cool. Nice Easter egg there. Uh, <laughs> so you get up there, you know, you go talk to some of your friends and stuff and you go talk to somebody that was like a gay basher dude or something. And then, uh, you know, because <laughs> you got to, you know, work that in there a little bit. If you want to hear me talk about that, uh, go listen to the spoiler free re uh, review there. So then you play as Ellie, as uh, Ellie and Dina go out and they're going on a, a patrol. Well, first of all, they do a snowball fight where you, uh, I, it's, it's technically kind of teaching you the mechanics of shooting, but you already know how to shoot if you played third person shooters, more or less. Uh, then you just throw snowballs at kids and it's funny and fun. Uh, <laughs> but then you and Dina, you know, you go at your, uh, you know, killing off a few clickers and stuff, killing off a few zombies, just making the rounds, the, what seemingly is kind of this regular routine that they go on and all this kind of stuff. And you have this, uh, you know, conversation with Dina and Ellie, uh, about, you know, about the night before, which is, uh, you know, the, the night where they, they kissed in the dance party or, or whatever was going on there. You've seen that in one of the first trailers that was released for the game. So then they go off and then there's actually this really kind of long section of the game that not really a lot happens. I mean, there's there's the, the section where where Joel and Tommy are, are captured by this other group of people, right? But uh, but there is like a, a long section at the beginning of the game where not a lot is happening. It's just kind of slow character development, which is what I think Naughty Dog does so incredibly well. And so when it was happening and stuff, it's like it's it's very well done and I'm enjoying it mostly. And so I'm like, OK, this is all very well done, but it's interesting to see how slow of a start this one gets off to as opposed to the first game. Which the first game, like within the first like 20 minutes, they have this really kind of heart-wrenching sequence and all this kind of stuff. You know, within like the first half an hour, let's say. And then even after that, even, you know, after Sarah dies in the first game, uh, 
then you and uh, Tess are going out and, and finding this guy who, like, screwed you over and all this kind of stuff. It's just this story of the game starts off pretty quick, and then you find uh, you find Ellie and you just get moving all pretty quick. Like, by the time Joel dies in this game, you've already found Ellie, you know, and you're well on your way to, to you know trying to get to the place where the fireflies are for the first time, which of course they're not there, you know? Um, so like you, you're well on your way in that first game by the time, you know, you, you get to where you're at in this game, because this game, that, that first section definitely moves uh, a, a lot slower, but again, it works because you already like Ellie, you already are attached to this character. And then it's just this really solid, like slow character development and character moments that they that, that Naughty Dog bet does better than any other video game company ever at least in my opinion and then the thing that that really kicks the game off happens at like two to three hours in or something I mean at least like two hours into the game uh which is again it's kind of a long time but ultimately it it works for this game it's a sequel you know you you kind of you're already invested, right? So once you get in there, Joel dies, and oh my gosh, this is like the the our first really heart-wrenching kind of sequence of this game because it's this character that you've grown so attached to throughout the course of that, that first game, and then the little bits you see of him in this next game. He has a great moment with Ellie where he, he gives her the guitar and all this kind of stuff, and it's just, you know, this... this uh, you know, some great stuff, and then just brutally murdered in such this awful, horrific way. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, when Negan first showed up in The Walking Dead and stuff. It's just, like, this really horrific, horrible murder of a character that you really, really like in a TV show, you know, in a, in a video game in this instance, like in the TV show of The Walking Dead. And... I guess like when Negan showed up, I think that this, I think it worked. Uh, I think, I, I understand why people hate the fact that he dies, you know? It's like, it's it's because you, you love this character and you want to see an adventure with Joel and Ellie again. And I mean, honestly, if, if they made a game that was about Joel and Ellie again, you know, them going on another adventure, whatever that ad adventure may be, you know? Uh, if if that was what the game was, then I I I'm I may have liked it more. Honestly, I may have liked it even more than this game because uh, every moment that Joel and Ellie was there and Joel and Ellie was together in this game was just pure gold and was just absolutely stellar. You know, there's the the moment with the the dinosaur museum that they go to, which is just one of them very happy moments. You know, to me that was like the uh, the giraffe moment of the the first game where there's kind of this this happy moment after all this darkness in the game you know they're you know when they get in that that space shuttle and they're laying there and they're talking and she's like dreaming about being in space and all this kind of stuff and it's 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 such this kind of powerful happy note amidst this extremely brutal uh sad kind of game that that it, it just works so well um but, and, and again, just every moment, even even the moments that are as positive with Joel, 
and Ellie, they, they're still just absolute gold and, and amazing. And, uh, you know, that character is so fantastic. That character's dynamic with Ellie is so fantastic that, again, I think if they made a full game with these two, I, I may have liked it more than this game, you know, honestly. But that's not what happened. They kill off Joel, and I, I think it, it works. You know, it's it's... It definitely, I'll say this for sure, it definitely works better than if they killed off Ellie's girlfriend. If, you know, that, that you know, they kind of teased that in the that one trailer where they're like, oh, did Ellie's girlfriend die and that's why she's on this revenge mission and all this kind of stuff? No, that's not what happened. If that would have happened, I would have more or less been okay with it because I, I don't necessarily like the fact that this major giant game is kind of promoting a homosexual relationship in that way. Uh, more thoughts on that in the spoiler-free episode if you want to listen to that. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that, so I would have been like, okay, well, I would have been kind of okay with that, <laughs> even though that's that would be horrible. You know, I, I of course, do not condone any kind of... Uh, abuse of, of any of anybody but it would not have had the same impact even after everything that they went to kind of connecting you to these two characters and you seeing kind of these two characters together even after that if if she died it would not have had nearly the same impact as as Joel dying you know Joel dies and it has just this absolutely heart-wrenching awful like oh impact and you you see the pain in Ellie's eyes. You see the hatred in Ellie's eyes, and you you can you can see that oh you know you, you totally understand why she's on this hate fueled vengeance trip, and you're kind of you're kind of there with her along the way. Even though you know I I don't agree with revenge, and I you know and all this kind of stuff, you're kind of there with her along the way. You know. Whereas if it was her girlfriend, it would be like, oh, okay, you know, maybe sad or kind of, you know, you know, oh, man, that's that's terrible. But you wouldn't be as connected to that character and you wouldn't ha it wouldn't have that same emotional impact that it would give you that you would further understand why she has such that that emotional reaction to that, that she wants to to chase these people like across America in order to to find and kill them, you know? And so I, I really, I, I think it kind of works in that sense, even though it's so sad and so horrible to see Joel die, especially in this just awful, awful way. You know, they, they really kind of play up how terrible his death is and everything. Uh, again, much like when Negan showed up in The Walking Dead and he started swinging that baseball bat around. So after Joel dies, they kill Joel. Uh, they they leave Ellie and Tommy alive. What was Tommy up to? Because Tommy wasn't in the basement, right? When when Joel died, I don't really remember what Tommy was up to. They didn't kill Tommy. They didn't kill Joel. That wasn't their goal. They were, their goal was just to kill Joel. Uh, they killed Joel. They didn't kill Ellie or Tommy. Their goal was just to kill Joel. And then Ellie and and Dina. Dina go on the the war path you know and and Joel and uh, Tommy kind of tries to say hey don't do it and then she's like uh no I'm gonna do it and he's like all right I'm gonna do it first and he runs off to go do it and then they run off to go do it after him and save him too I guess or something 
Uh, really, it's more of just an excuse. They're just they're just gonna go and and kill him. You know, that's that's not. <laughs> it's not because Tommy went that they went by any stretch of the imagination. You know. So then, you know, there's this whole long sequence of them them chasing them down, them finding some people. There's this big massive massive open area in this game there's there's a bunch of open areas that are really pretty big but there's one in particular that's just this massive open field where there's like uh i don't know if there was there was all kinds of stuff in there there was like buildings in there you could go explore different buildings that have nothing to do with the regular plot of the game and everything that was super cool honestly like just opening you up into these giant areas with all these people and not all these people but the, like all these uh areas that you could explore and you could find there was new weapons in there that you know you didn't uh, you wouldn't have otherwise found if you were just mainlining the plot and they say, oh, we need to go to this certain area. And you kind of look out and you're like, oh, okay, I think that's the area. You could just go straight there. But if you explore, you find all these other things. You find all this extra stuff that adds to the, the world and the story, uh, but also it adds to your arsenal and that kind of thing too as well. Uh, very good stuff. Very cool. There's this awesome sequence where, uh, well, so they, they leave Dan, Dana, Dina behind in a, uh, in a theater, uh, the theater, just the whole set piece of the theater and everything is, is very cool. Uh, Dina is pregnant. Ooh, I need to talk about that. Uh, Dina is pregnant and so Ellie leaves her behind and then, you know, is pursuing this one person that will tell her where Abby is, ultimately. Uh, and so she pursues this person down, finds them in the, the camp of this enemy group. And they're fighting, and she's, like, running away from them and everything. There's this cool sequence in a, a room where you can throw a brick, and then the clickers will all attack the guys that you're going after kind of thing. Very cool stuff. I love it when you can do that kind of stuff in video games. Great, great stuff. Uh, <laughs> but then you run after her and you uh you, you chase her down and then ellie corners her in a spot where you know if they go you know if they jump down there they will die ellie won't die because she's immune but there's the spores that create the zombies and so the one girl will die and she, she's like okay i give up i give up and then all the people are surrounding ellie and it's like all right now you have to give up ellie and so ellie just grabs her jumps into that area with all the spores and everything which is such a, an awesome move you know such a cool move on ellie's part just then <laughs> ellie of course can survive and so then she runs her down she tortures her off screen and uh and it's it's kind of a, a a a harsh brutal moment and you can see the effect that that had on Ellie in the the future of the story uh it's 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 just it was a really powerful intense and uh also kind of fun sequence all at the same time with uh, Ellie just being such a, a cool cool character i like Ellie oh my gosh uh okay <laughs> Oh yeah, Dina being pregnant. So that was weird. That was unexpected. You know, she she kept acting weird and being all this kind of stuff. And I'm going, okay, is she she wasn't bit, right? Did she is she bit? Did she get breathe in some of the spores? You know what's going on here? Of course, that's kind of what they lead you to think. Or, or they don't even lead you really to think that. They they just go, oh, she's she's struggling more than she should be. She's more worn out than she should be. Maybe I mean maybe I mean they're doing some pretty crazy stuff. I'd be super worn out, but you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> but 
you know, okay, she's struggling more than she should be, so obviously something's kind of wrong there, something's going on, and you think, oh, okay, she bit or something, and of course, Ellie's thinking the same thing, it's like, no, I'm pregnant, and it's like, what, what, and, uh, okay, uh, okay, whatever, it's <laughs> just more immorality, I suppose, in the game, because, you know, she slept with her previous boyfriend, and now she's pregnant with his baby, and then they're gonna take care of it, or whatever, uh, Ellie and Dina are gonna take care of it, because, uh, now they're together, and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, uh, okay, okay, uh, <laughs> it's the kind of thing where it's just like, yeah, this is happening now, okay, uh, <laughs> And so the game up to this point is just, it's progressively getting more intense. It's progressively ramping up the story more and more and more. And then, you know, Ellie just went out and she did this horrible thing in order to try to find Abby. Uh, again, most of it's off screen, but you can tell by, by some of the stuff that they said and some of the stuff that happens that, you know, what, what she did was, was very bad. You know, it's, it's much like, uh, you know, what Joel did to get Ellie back in the first Last of Us game where he tortures those two guys, you know. Uh, only you see more of that, whereas this one, you don't really see much of it. Um, and so, you know, he she's doing this horrible stuff, it's coming to a head, Abby shows up there with the gun, shoots Tommy, by the way, she just shoots Tommy, wait, do you see that later or before, anyway, she just shoots Tommy, and somehow he survives, it's, it's like almost in the head looking, maybe it's in the neck or the shoulder or something, I don't know, his face is kind of messed up later on, but he's better than I expected, expected meaning thought he was dead, um, but, uh, but he's still alive, apparently. Uh, but she shows up, you know, she shoots... Oh, she, what's his name? Alex? Is Alex his name? Anyway, she shoots the dude that showed up and was helping them. I actually enjoyed that guy, too. Uh, he was a, a cool character, but I forget his name, which is stupid. So, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like, oh my goodness. I, I was like, dude, this is this the end of the game? It seems like, you know, for such a, a big game, I don't know, maybe we're getting here a little bit quick. We're suddenly here and it's, even though it all built up to this, it didn't seem quite right for this to be the end of the game. And it wasn't. And for, for a very interesting reason, for the most divisive reason that this game has, because it cuts off in the middle of that climax and then you play as Abby. And not just a little bit as Abby, you basically play almost the same amount of game that you just played as Ellie, hunting her down. Now you play as Abby, and she's going off on her own adventure here, and then ultimately uh, that ties back into Ellie as Ellie comes to, to get revenge. Now, if you listen to my spoiler-free review and you heard me talk about there's a point where the story just kind of stops and, and really kind of starts spinning its wheels seemingly, that is this point in the story. Now, what was going on was interesting because uh, they started building up Abby, and I do think Abby is an interesting character. I, I actually enjoyed Abby. Do I like her better than Ellie? <laughs> no, <laughs> but... I did enjoy Abby as a character, and uh, and and I think they did a good job. They did a good job at giving you the reason that Abby kills Joel. They give you a good job at at showing kind of the humanity to to Abby, and 
I think maybe they pushed the whole Abby and Ellie are the same person thing a little bit too hard, you know, because they, they definitely do that, but then they, you know, because it's like, okay, I never really doubted that Abby wasn't just an all-out, all-evil character, you know? I, I, I never really doubted that because I think she had her reasons even though what she was doing was so over-the-top and horrible. Uh, and then you see her reasons, and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I see her reasons, I understand her reasons. Of course, I disagree with her reasons for torturing and murdering somebody because that's just not something you do no matter what your reasons are. But <laughs> I understand her reasons. But then you get to her part of the story. You're basically playing her half of the, the story. And that is when, again, when, when the wheels start spinning, seemingly. Because stuff is still happening. It's just a lot of the stuff that's happening is now unrelated to Ellie, is unrelated to Joel, is unrelated to anything that was happening on that half of the story, that was anything that was happening on that half of the world, you know, they, they mention it, they talk about it a little bit, it's something that is addressed multiple times throughout that first section of you playing as Abby, but it's the, the actual story that's going on is, which is them, uh, who are the wolves, the, that's their, like, faction name, are fighting with the Scars, who's this other, uh, more, like, tribal, uh, of the earth kind of, you know, group. They use bow and arrows and all that kind of stuff. I think they have guns and stuff, too, anyway, but, um, but, you know, more, uh, tribal-type group out there, too, that's, that's more of, like, a cult. And so now suddenly the focus is on that. And then, you know, the, the focus is on Abby meeting, you know, some of these characters from the other side and starting to kind of understand their situation a little bit and trying to help these couple characters. And then suddenly she's not on either side and all this kind of stuff. And that stuff is well done. If they made just their own game and it was just that story, I would be engaged. I would, I would talk positively about that story because I did enjoy that story ultimately. And I, I, enjoyed the way they were building up some of the characters uh not all the characters I mean honestly I think they built up Ellie's side of the characters better with Dina and with the guy I'm calling Alex but whose real name is probably something else uh with Tommy Tommy gets a lot more screen time in this one and it's great you know so the stuff they built the characters they built up over there I, I liked better than all of Abby's side characters except for Lev I did really enjoy Lev that said, I think the, the character building and the stuff that, that was going on there was well done. The, the connection that they had between Lev and Abby was well done, and, and Lev and her sister was well done. But it just immediately stopped having much of anything to do with the first half of the game, that it, it just seemingly killed so much momentum that the game had that it kind of had to build back up and it, it builds it back up you know it builds it back up to that you know huge finale uh which the first finale which there's kind of two big finales to this game it builds it back up to that first big finale and then they go and build up a second kind of finale the ultimate finale you know um but and and it works and they they build it up and once those two worlds and those two stories meet it's, it's awesome, you know, you, you, you hear about Ellie, you know, you hear about some of this stuff that's going on, and you, no, you're looking for your friend, you go there, you go into that, uh, the amusement park kind of area, and then, like, when you jump down there and you see, oh, look, here's, 
you know, here's the dead dog, and it's like, oh yeah, Ellie, Ellie killed that dog right there, you know, and you see, uh, you know, some of these kind of things, and when, when the stories start meeting, it's like, that's awesome, that's really, really cool, but, but it had to work its way back up to that, when I felt that at that point in the story already, we were already at this kind of high pitch level of just manic moving forward of the story at that point, you know, and, uh, and then it's brought way back down, which, you know, is, is, I do think that kind of messed up the, the flow of the story a little bit. I think potentially a better way to do this is if we switched off as Abby and Ellie, maybe, I don't know, I guess that would ruin the whole, like, oh, now suddenly you, you see everything from Abby's side. Now suddenly you see, you know, why Abby's doing this and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's like that sudden switch is kind of an interesting thing. It's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's, it's something I've never really seen done in a story before necessarily. Uh, like in, uh, I keep comparing this to the walking dead, but they, I, I think both of those are well-told stories. Uh, in The Walking Dead, when the governor shows up, there is a full episode that is just completely governor-focused. You know, it's after he's been a villain for, for a little bit, a half a season or whatever, maybe. Uh, then there's an episode that's just completely focused on the governor. This is just his story, and it, it totally works, you know? And it's like, okay, there is an example of a story that suddenly kind of is like, hey, look... Now we're going to tell just the villain's story, you know, or this other character's story amidst telling the the main character's story, you know, and the, the main thrust of the story. This is like that just notched up to a crazy extreme to the point that, like, from... From Ellie's beginning her warpath forward, like, you play that amount of game again as Abby... And it's just, like, that is a massive amount of time sunk into developing Abby as a character, playing as Abby, bonding with Lev, and all this kind of stuff, you know? And it's just, it's extremely well done. It's something I've never really seen before, and I like that they just said, hey, screw it, let's, let's do this thing that is so unconventional and strange let's just go for it, you know, that is extremely cool, and for the most part, I think it's really well done, it, it's, it, it makes the pacing of the story weird, it'll be interesting on a replay to see how that feels again, you know, knowing what's coming up, knowing what's going on, see how that plays again, how that feels going from that you know, from where the story's at there back to close to the beginning, you know, um, Again, I, I think there potentially could have been ways if they interspersed uh, Abby's story in with Ellie's story a little bit more or something. Uh, there could have been ways that that they could have made this maybe work a little bit better than than I thought it did, the transition from one to the other. But overall, I really enjoyed that. And honestly, I thought it was a really cool, uh, interesting way to tell this story that again I've never really seen something like that before very very interesting now I never talked about why Abby killed Joel which is I think I I think this is great honestly uh so basically just it, it's pretty simple but Abby is the daughter of the doctor that you had to kill 
in the first Last of Us game. So, it's uh, of all the characters in the first Last of Us game, honestly, I think this is like the perfect character that you could have chosen for for being this uh this character's daughter this is the reason that this this second game exists and all this kind of stuff is like that is because if you don't know at the end of the game there's a a doctor that tries to kill you if you just went in and shot all the doctors and nurses and stuff you didn't know this but you cannot go past them and get ellie you can you can kill the doctor and then the nurses and everybody won't mess with you and you can go get ellie and leave or you can kill them all you know, that, that's kind of all left up to you, but that's the one character right there that you have no option but to kill right there, and it's right at the big climax of that game, at the important part of that game, and if you were like me, you kind of killed him without thinking about it too much. You're like, oh, you know, I, I don't remember if the first time I played that game, if I tried to just walk past him or not, but... You, you go in there, you've already killed a lot of people to get to that point. You're going to go and you're going to save Ellie. And you go in there, bang, you shoot the doctor dead, and you go save Ellie, you know? And then to have that character that that is an important yet really, really small and nameless character in that first game be kind of the crux of this second game. Honestly, I think is is kind of genius, you know? Uh, because he's a memorable character. He's not a character that you're going to forget. He's not David's sidekick that runs off to grab the medicine, you know, in in the first game. It's like, who's that? I don't know. Who cares? You know, it's not, you know, it's it's not uh, you know, something like that. It's it's somebody that doesn't have a lot to do in the first game, but is also kind of an important kind of moment in the first game as well, because ultimately you have to kill him, I guess, but he, you don't necessarily, Joel didn't necessarily have to kill him if he didn't, if he didn't want to, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of an important moment in the game and it, it, it shows you a little bit of where Joel's headspace was at. And then it shows you why she is so, so mad at Joel because I mean obviously he killed her father which is the biggest reason but also he goes and he pretty much wipes out the fireflies he kills so many of the people there at that base uh and all that kind of stuff and then he you know he runs off and pretty much the fireflies more or less die after that and then they disband and they just go away you know and it's just like that he he basically ended her way of life completely on top of killing her father and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's just, it's such, like, he, he is such this monster in her mind for a completely understandable reason that she, you know, goes out to become the monster to kill him, you know, and it's, it's really well done, and then, uh, and then, you know, she goes at, you know, she, he kills her dad, she goes out, kills him, Ellie goes out to kill her, this cycle of violence kind of that this this game is about, you know. By the way, when uh, introducing her dad and, and seeing her dad in some of the, the flashbacks and stuff, uh, I did think that, I, I, I liked that Marlene was there 
and Marlene, the leader of the Fireflies, and a, a bigger part of the first game, Marlene is the one that brought up the the thing that you know he's like we have to we have to harvest the stuff on her brain and Marlene's the one that brings it up like this is gonna kill her like can we really do this is this really an okay thing to do and he's like dude I I gotta try I gotta do this and she she kind of allows him to do it but in a way where she's not she's not happy about it you know and then she goes to tell Joel and then the first game you know ends the way that it ends you know um, and I, I guess I like that she brought that up because that's something that that I thought about in the first game for sure. And that's more the philosophy that I agree with that you can't you can't you can't kill an innocent girl because, you know, she, even if she absolutely positively had the cure for the world, which she didn't. But even if she absolutely definitely would have provided the cure for the world the the fact that you have to murder somebody is is makes that wrong makes that where nope okay that's not the viable way to get that cure you know i do not believe that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few anyway abby's motivation absolutely fantastic but let's get back to the story here so we went through ellie's part up to this big point and then we went through abby's part up to this big point and that's when we get to what is, in my opinion, the best boss fight in this game. And honestly, maybe one of my favorite boss fights in gaming history. Because, oh my goodness, was this cool and emotional and just like th this thing that is very mixed emotions to play. Because now suddenly... The boss fight is you're playing as Abby and you have to kill Ellie. And it's like, oh my, what? No, I don't want to kill Ellie in this fight. Even though I now kind of like Abby and I, you know, it's like, I, I'm still <laughs> rooting for Ellie. You know, of these two, I'm still definitely rooting for Ellie. You know, I am definitely on Ellie's side. And I think... I think the, uh, the director knew that, you know, uh, Neil Druckmann created, is the, the creative director of the game, he's the one that wrote the game, and the creative director, and I think he knew that, you know, he knew that we're gonna be on the side of Ellie, you know, not on the side of, of Abby, I think he, he tried his best to, and I think he did a pretty good job at it, of, of showing some humanity to this character, and, and getting you, uh, kind of attached to this character in certain ways, right, but, he knows that we're still going to be on the side of Ellie because she's Ellie, right? You know, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, you're not going to change that, you know? But then you have to kill Ellie as, uh, as Abby and you're there, you, you know, and it's, it's basically kind of the David boss fight from, from the, the first game, but only, but only a little bit better in my opinion. Uh, so first off, you know, Ellie is just, you know, going out. She has her guns and you just going at you and you have to stealth kill her or you have to stealth attack her three times. And so, you know, she's just going at you. It's not too hard the first time. You just sneak around. You stealth attack her. Um, and by the way, if you don't and she she shoots you straight in the face and it's like, whoa, my, oh my goodness. Anyway, uh... <laughs> You stealth attack her, and you fight a little bit, and then 
she she gets really mad, even more mad, I guess. And then she starts crafting bombs. She'll set bombs on the ground for you, like landmine-type bombs for you to step on and blow up, which is bombs that you've used previously in the game. And then, you know, she's throwing Molotovs at you. It's just, she's going full-blown, you know, kind of crazy in this, uh, you, know, you know, in this second round. And then the third time, you... Uh, you know, then she's going stealth, which again, very much like the the David fight in the the first game, where the that one he's going, she's going stealth. She's a little bit harder to find, but you still have to stealth around behind her and uh, and attack her and stuff. And it's a great boss fight because of the 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 mixed emotions and the kind of contrary uh, emotions to what you're doing as to to how you feel and you. Because you are attacking Ellie, but you don't want to attack Ellie. I didn't want to attack Ellie. And especially that third one, there's this moment where you're Abby and you are hitting Box to choke Ellie out. And you can see the life draining out of Ellie's eyes. And it's horrible. And I'm like, wait, do I have to keep pressing Box here? I don't want to keep pressing Box because this is horrible. I don't want to kill Ellie. You know, that's horrible. I, I weigh prefer Ellie to Abby. I'm rooting for Ellie in this circumstance. If Ellie just killed me and that was the end of the game, it'd be like, sweet. Uh, but I'm not really, for story reasons, not really. But it'd be like, yes, because I'm rooting for Ellie above Abby. But then... Uh, but then you you have to be the one that you're you're ultimately kind of the one that's that's choking out Ellie here and it's just this kind of uh, moment in the game and it's like I, I don't want to be doing this but it I mean ultimately it makes for this great uh, mixture confliction of emotions and a, a really crazy and powerful boss fight in my opinion uh, I I loved that that whole boss fight there. Uh, then, you know, but ultimately the only reason she doesn't kill Ellie and she doesn't kill Dina, which is screwed up. She's like, you know, uh, she's pregnant to about Dina and she's like, good. And she's about to kill her. It's like, what friggin' whoa, Abby. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's, she says that because, uh, Ellie, Ellie killed her pregnant friend earlier on in the game. Also screwed up. Um, so it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I get it, but screwed up, you know? The only reason she doesn't kill them is because Lev is there, and Lev is like, whoa, stop, you know, we, we can't be doing this, and she looks, and she's like, oh, okay, I don't want to, you know, as, as somebody that's kind of taking care of that character in a way, you know, she doesn't want to uh, be that kind of person around, you know, Lev, and so she's like, all right, you never see me again or I will kill you next time. And then she leaves. Ellie's super messed up. Dina's beat up. Not as messed up as Ellie. And uh, they go back. And then it's just... It, it, we kind of have the... Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil that. But then we kind of have a, a flash-forward sequence uh, where we are now in the future. You know, it's been... Uh, a couple years or something. I don't know exactly. Maybe it's just months. I don't know. Well, no, it's it was a while because they already have the baby, which what what did they name him? Potato, I think, is what Ellie called him all the time. Say potato. Anyway, uh, so I'm just gonna call him Potato for lack of any kind of real knowledge on my part. Yay for getting ready before recording this episode. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but. 
you know, they have a baby, and so it's it's just kind of this sequence where it's like, uh, you know, Ellie and Dina are, are living the, the happy life, and that was a point where I was like, is this going to be the end of the game? Because I guess this could be the end of the game, but it feels like it wasn't the right finale for that to be the end of the game. The finale wasn't right for that to be the end of the game, and, you know, I was right. It wasn't the end of the game. Uh, but there's kind of the, just this the nice little moment where they're happy in uh, in in that whole sequence, and then Tommy comes back. Tommy's alive somehow. Uh, it, it sure seemed like he was shot in the head, maybe just in the shoulder or something. I don't know. Anyway, he he was messed up pretty bad, but he was uh, he's back and he's like, hey, look. I heard some people, they were talking about this big buff girl and this little kid and they, they with a bow and arrow, and it's like, that has to be them, right? Because that's Lev and Abby. By the way, Abby is, like, super buff. Like, it, ridiculously buff, you know? It's, it's crazy. The muscles on Abby is just like, oh my gosh, dude. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's unusual to see muscles that big on a dude for nonetheless a woman. Anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, they, they did do that, uh, gameplay wise where she would be the more action punchy kind of focused, uh, a little bit more. I would, they could have even pushed that a little bit more in my opinion, but they, they did do that. Uh, whereas Ellie is the more, a little more dodging and a little more weapons, uh, focused, I would say. So anyway, of course, Dina being the, uh, the, the, you know, feminine side of this lesbian relationship, uh, she's like, hey, you know, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to pursue that anymore. We're not going after any of that anymore. And Ellie, you know, he, he hearing her is like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore because she, she, she's right. They shouldn't have done that anymore. Right. That's, that was, uh, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> And, but of course, Ellie can't sleep. Ellie, you know, this has been keeping Ellie up. She has PTSD. There's some sequences with where she's having this PTSD, which, which makes sense. She would have had PTSD from stuff that happened in the first game. And, you know, so it's like, it, this, this totally makes sense. And so then she's like, oh no, I, you know, what, what's going to help me with my PTSD? I'm going to go murder somebody here real quick. Hang on. Obviously that's not going to be the way it works out. If, even if they, she did you know, ultimately kill her in the end. So, okay. So then you have a sequence where it's, it's a longer sequence than I would have expected. They didn't necessarily need to make it as long as they did. I think the sequence of Ellie going back out to, to find Abby again, you know, honestly, that could have been trimmed down a little bit, in my opinion, to make the story a, a little bit tighter, because we already had her on her vengeance trip on the way, you know, uh, but that said, you go there, you find Abby, she's been in, taken prisoner in this, this camp, uh, that's, uh, just taken prisoners to use as slaves, basically, uh, she's there, She's all messed up. She's like tied to a post for some reason. I don't really remember why, if they said why she was there or not. Uh, but anyway, she's really messed up. It's not good. Ellie cuts her down and then, you know, she, you know, cuts Lev down and then she's like, 
uh, it's you. It was like, oh, oh. And then she's like, there's a boat this way. Come on. And then they just, they kind of walk off towards the boats. And it's like, she's getting into a boat. Ellie's kind of getting into a boat seemingly. And it's just like, wait a minute. What, what are we doing here? Are we just, are we escaping Ellie? Are you going to, are you going to fight Abby here? Or what, what's going on here? And then, you know, of course, Ellie's like, nah, I can't let you leave. We got to fight. She threatens to kill Lev for, you know, just because. And, uh. So they, then, then you have the final boss fight, which is, you know, which ultimately is a pretty good boss fight. It's, it's, uh, I guess it, it kind of changes up the mechanics of the game in certain ways. That's like, okay, I, I don't necessarily like it when boss fights rely on changing the mechanics of the game in order for you to have the boss fight. Uh, the la uh, Uncharted 4 did that in a way that I thought was really bad. This one was a, a little bit better than that, but uh, but it still kind of changes up the, the, the gameplay in, in certain ways that uh, I found slightly annoying. That said, it's, it's emotionally and, and story-wise a, a powerful moment. They fight... And then Ellie, you know, Ellie thinks about Joel, thinks about, oh, he wouldn't want this, and then lets her go again. <sighs> okay. And, and then, and then, okay, then Ellie goes home, sees that Dina's not there. Dina said, hey, I'm not going to be here if you go and do this. Uh, and true to her word, she left Ellie. Makes sense. That's the end of the game there. Um, and, okay, see, I, I, I kind of just wish she went ahead and just killed Abby and then went home and they ended with that just kind of empty, hollow ending of just, I got my revenge, but at what cost? Because ultimately it, it cost her everything. Like just, yeah, just everything pretty much. Um, it even, even, you know, because her, her fingers get bitten off in that final fight and it even, it, it costs her this, uh, you know, the, the, this lasting impact of, of Joel, which is her learning how to play the guitar from Joel, you know, that she can no longer play the guitar right anymore because she's missing fingers and stuff. So it's like, you know, e even, even this thing that would be a, a lasting impact from Joel is now gone because of her vengeance trip because of Joel, you know? And so I don't know, I guess I just wish I, I kind of wish that she actually just killed Abby and that was just that because it, it just, it, honestly, it felt kind of too little too late, I guess, about Joel, like her thinking of Joel and realizing, oh, he wouldn't want me to do this and all this kind of stuff because of course he wouldn't want her to do this. She, wouldn't she have thought of that the first time they were fighting? Wouldn't she have, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I, I just feel like that this would have been something that she would have realized sooner um and i and i understand you know getting towards the end of the game and then that coming up kind of stuff but it's just it's the kind of thing that having met abby a, a couple times at that point and all this kind of stuff and fighting and all this kind of stuff it's like how how is it now that that like now's the point where she decides oh i'm gonna let you go you know and you see the little clip of joel like playing the guitar or whatever he's doing on the porch being like hey hey I'm a Joel, <laughs> and and it's like, why at this point is now she thinking of this and now being like, oh, now I'm gonna let Abby go after this big fight after Abby just bit my fingers off, why like why now you know and it's like, I don't know I guess, I guess in some ways I think 
I guess they probably just didn't want to give you the satisfaction of, oh, she killed Abby, yeah, finally. You know, they probably just didn't want to give you that satisfaction because that would be too satisfying for some people that's going into the game really wanting to kill Abby and then they wouldn't necessarily get the, the point of the game because their bloodthirst was clenched, quenched, rather, and ultimately that would kind of defeat the whole uh, purpose of the game about you know, the whole cycle of violence and, and, you know, different people, uh, committing the violence for, for different reasons, but ultimately it's all kind of meaningless and void and shouldn't be happening and all this kind of stuff. Just really kind of, you know, it's, it's this really kind of, it's, it's tough, it's heady, you know, and it's, it's, it is kind of a, a, a deep thinking game, I think. So I guess, I guess in one way I can kind of understand why they wouldn't want to have killed Abby in that, uh, in that sequence, uh, but I don't know, I guess in some ways I wish she just had gotten her revenge, but then it's just like, it just kind of at the end sees the, the futility of it, you know, and sees how she's like, okay, this is not helping, and also I, I've lost everything, I lost Tommy, I lost you know, my, my friend that got shot, I lost, I, I lost Dina, I lost Potato, I, I lost, you know, all these characters, I lost, you know, all this, this friendship, all these, this love that I did have is now gone out of my life because of this just massive pursual of this hatred and, and revenge and all this kind of stuff, you know? But ultimately, she kind of gets that anyway without ending up with her revenge, you know? I don't know. I, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, you know, I, again, I'll, I'll see how I feel about it on the, the second playthrough. Uh, but but overall, I, I really did enjoy the game. Oh, yeah, and then I forgot the, the whole ending. There's the ending little uh, snippet with, with Joel and Ellie where, you know, she's like, all right, you got to, you know, you got to respect my privacy you respect me a little bit more and he's like okay and, and and that's the part where he says you know dude if if it's interesting because he says if the lord gave me a chance or if god gave me a chance there's something along those lines acknowledging a, a god which is like oh that's interesting is because i joel's not religious at all but maybe he's just saying that kind of thing i don't know it's it's interesting he doesn't seem like the quote-unquote religious type of character anyway uh but if you know if the lord gave me a chance to to go back and and change what i did i would do it all again which is like yeah because ultimately despite the consequences that are happening despite some of the the negative things that are happened out of that and even ellie's like no you should have just let me die because then my life would have had meaning you know she says despite all of that him having this person that he loved and that brought him back from this this depression that he was in bringing him back from this place of just of of anger and and hate and everything that he was kind of stuck in in the first game you know, bringing him back from that, bringing him, you know, back with the healing power of love and all that, you know, he's like, all that is, is worth it. You know, having you is, is worth these, these hard things that I had to do and these, you know, potentially negative things, uh, that, that I had to do. Yeah. And ultimately a really kind of powerful little, uh, scene there, a powerful little sequence that, that, uh, 
that just worked really, really well, man. I I love this game, man. I, I thought it was so fantastic. There's a lot of stuff in here that I, I didn't talk about yet. Uh, okay, let's just let's go f through a few things here. Like the other boss fights, uh, there's the boss fight that happens a couple times that is just a really big dude with a hammer that each time that happens is cool. They always do something a little bit different with it, you know, that to make it a little bit different each time. But it is pretty much the same boss fight that happens like maybe three times in the game with that. Uh, but dude, the Rat King, the giant monster in the the facility that was like the the you know ground zeros of this thing, and it's like this giant monster that is so vicious, man. This thing will kill you so fast. That fight was so intense, and then it like splits off into two pieces, and there's two of them kind of going around and stuff. It's like, dude, that right there was an absolutely fantastic boss fight as well, man. I loved that. That was fantastic, man. The, the, probably the scariest part of this game, despite having monsters, despite having all this stuff, there's a part where you're at the workbench. You go to these workbenches, you upgrade your guns and you upgrade your bow and all this kind of stuff like that. You know, very much like what they did in the first game. You upgrade all your your stuff, you know, and you go to one that's inside a house and then you're, you know, you're looking at your gun or whatever. You're kind of scrolling through some of the stuff and then you hear these footsteps behind you of somebody running at you. And I'm like smashing O trying to get out of the menu because I'm like, dude, there is somebody in the room with me that I cannot see. And then bam, they grab her, smash her against the desk and you're like fighting with them and ultimately you have to get up and you kill these people and they're screaming like, we're not going back and all this kind of stuff which you're like going back where you do you have no idea what they're talking about at that point you know you're just like who are you people and it's just you kill them it's never really explained there's like a, a letter that's like hey we don't like you guys we're not going back or whatever you know it's, it's it vaguely explains a little bit but it's just kind of world building you know it's just like hey you know these people were hiding in here they didn't want to go back to presumably to the wolves uh but they didn't want to they didn't want to go back to the people they thought that ellie was there to make them go back and then when she had her guard down and you had your guard down because this never happened before in the game you go to that desk you're you're working on your gun and then suddenly bam out of nowhere this guy just comes running at you tackles you and it is so intense and so freaky like it freaks you out when it happens because you're again you're in this place you're in like the safe place in order to be working on the guns quote unquote but it's not safe because oh my gosh this guy attacks you and it is so intense and crazy and it was is fantastic that was that was awesome honestly oh one random little detail that they uh, didn't do in this game in the first game if you shined if you're joel and you shined your light into Ellie's eyes, she would go, eh, and kind of, like, look away from the light or, and squint her eyes and stuff because she would actually react to you doing something that in most video games characters don't react to. Well, they didn't program that in this game. 
playing as Ellie, I shine the light into Dina's eyes, kind of expecting the same thing. Dina does not react. Dina just looks at you, looks at the light, doesn't matter, doesn't bother her. It's uh, something that they programmed into the first game, and apparently they forgot to program it into this second game. What does this mean? Absolutely nothing. But it's it's this random little detail that was, uh, it's like a cool little detail in the first game, and it's slightly very slightly disappointing that they didn't uh, include that in this second game as well. Overall, I absolutely love this game, man. I had so much fun playing this game. It's so intense. It's so edgy your seat. There's such an emotional impact throughout so much of this game that is so powerful and 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 so cool you know i i hope there's a sequel the way with the way this one ends i i want there to be a third game i want there to be further wrap up to this game unlike the end of the first one where when that ended i was like we can be done here we don't need a sequel to this game this one where it ends you could be done here but i i really think you could do a sequel to to further wrap up the story to further wrap up what all happened and all this kind of stuff the ending to this game is not like the first one where you know ellie says okay it cuts off to black and you're you're kind of left with that okay does she believe him does she not ultimately it, it the answer doesn't necessarily matter uh but it's something that you're uh, you're left with, you know. And this, it, it leaves you with a, a little bit like that, you know, with Dina being gone and she walks off and all this kind of stuff. But it's it's something that I would like to see. I would like to see The Last of Us Part 3, whatever that may be, you know. And I, I, I would like that to be Naughty Dog's next game. Or, or you know, or if Naughty Dog makes a, a, you know, some other new IP or another or Uncharted kind of thing. Uh, or something, and then they make the next Last of Us. Ultimately, I, I want to see The Last of Us Part 3. I think uh, with the ending to this story, unlike the ending to the first one, it, it kind of warrants a sequel in a way. It, it almost, I don't know, it doesn't set itself up for a sequel per se, and the first one didn't really set itself up for a sequel either, but it's it's the story ended in a spot where I think uh, you could tell another story with these characters in this universe and do it in a, in a good way. And uh, I, I just I want to see more. I want to see the next step, you know. And I want Neil Druckmann to, to write and be the creative director again because he is uh, very good at this. I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for this time. What did you think? What was your spoilery thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2? Shoot me an email, helixreviewspodcast at gmail.com. The Helix Reviews Podcast, by the way, a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web, all funneled to christiangeekcentral.com. Check it out. That is it for this time, guys. Coming up on the next episode, probably going to be the next episode of the uh, the best of the decade lists that I've been doing. And then also coming up on the show will probably be a review of Resident Evil 3 because I've been playing that recently and very much enjoying that game. Yet another uh, zombie game there for you, but good stuff there either way. So that's it for this time, guys. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast signing out. Bug out. Blah, blah, bye, guys. Bye.
that would be too satisfying for some people that's going into the game really wanting to kill Abby, and then they wouldn't necessarily get the the point of the game because they they their their blood thirst was clenched. It was was thirst was not clenched. It was because their blood thirst was clenched, quenched rather, 